You're listening to Comedy Central. For me, I feel like there is a larger narrative that goes beyond him being on the Supreme Court for a lifetime, and that is the conversation and the journey that Trump, in particular, has started around this. You know, because I, I, I don't know if you saw that, uh, that rally that he hosted, where he came out and he mocked um, Dr. Ford. I, I don't know if you saw the, the little press conference moment he gave outside the White House, where he, where he talked about men. And he said, you know, it's a really scary time to be a man right now. Really scary time for men. Worst time ever to be a man. And then someone asked, you know, he said, uh, you can be accused of something you didn't do and your life is over. That's it, your life is over. And then they asked him later, they said, what about, what about women? What, what is it for them? And he was like, it's a great, women are doing great. <laughs> and you know what I realized in, in that moment? Just, just looking at the sentiment and the message that, that Trump was conveying. It's a really powerful thing that I, I, I think people take for granted. And that is, for me personally, I find... Trump's most powerful tool is that he knows how to wield victimhood. He knows how to offer victimhood to people who have the least claim to it, which is a really, really powerful tool. Because you realize what he's doing in that moment is he's saying the real victims of the Me Too movement are men. They're the real victims. Someone can accuse you at any time and your life is over. They're the real victims. And, you know, if, you, if you're against Trump completely or if you see through it, you go like, oh, that's nothing. But I, I think people take for granted how powerful that message was. There are a lot of men who that message will connect with because that's a feeling that many men have. There's many men who will be afraid to admit it, maybe, but there's many men who do have that feeling where they're like, yeah, I mean, this, this Me Too movement, it's, it's gotten out of control. You know, and at any time, someone can come out and accuse me. And, and I always go to people, I'm like, what do you mean it's gotten out of control? What does that mean? You know, and they'd be like, well, every week it's a, a new famous person has been accused and it's, 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 it's out of control. I'm like, we look through it. It's maybe, maybe what, a hundred and something people? That's, that's how many people have, have been me too That's how many people have been held accountable? A hundred and something? That's, that's not like a life-changing number of men. Do you know what I mean? They make it sound like all men have been accused, right? But 99.9% of men have not been accused. It's just the, the, the narrative that has been created is that like, oh, these, these 100 men represent all the men and all men should be afraid of it. But 100 men, you could fit 100 men into a comedy club and then Louis C.K. could come and surprise them. That's how few <laughs> that number is. Like, it's not that many people. But they make it feel like it's a lot of people because then what they do is they create an idea that all men need to band together to stop this from happening because it could happen to you, right? And then men become the victims. And it's such a powerful tool to use. Because if you can convince men that they're the true victims of the Me Too movement, you get men to fight against a movement that's really about holding men who are doing bad things accountable as opposed to making all men scapegoats for something that they're not doing. But it, it's, you, you, you get what I'm saying? It's, like, it's, such, a, it's such a powerful, gripping idea that, that, that Trump does really well. Because when you think about it, you go, they, I know that people will be like, but what about, I've seen men who've been falsely accused. And I go, yeah, but how many? Or let me ask it to you this way. How many men percentage-wise, have been falsely accused of a sexual assault? And how many women have actually been sexually assaulted? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm willing to bet in this room as we sit here now, if I said to the men, how many have been accused of sexual assault, there'd probably be nobody in this room who has. But if I said to the women in this room, raise your hand if you've been catcalled or your ass has been grabbed or a guy's made a lewd comment at work or somebody has made you feel unsafe sexually in some way or you've actually been sexually assaulted, I regret to say that there would probably be many hands that would go up in the room. 
But we have now been told that the ratio is like, oh no, it's more men, it's men, men. But it's, the truth is it's women. Women are the victims in the situation. It doesn't mean you gotta be feeling sorry for women, but it's like, no, but the women are the victims and that's what we're trying to fix, right? But Trump has managed to turn that and he's turned it with everybody. He goes, the real victims in, in this story is, is, is not the kids in the cages, it's you. It's you who they're, they're coming to take your place. You know, the, the real victim isn't the, the, the refugee from Syria. It's you who's gonna get blown up by a terrorist bomb. That's the real victim in the story. I saw the same thing in South Africa. We had apartheid. At the end of apartheid, the country was changing. And then you had tons of white people who were like, oh, I'm afraid now, what's, what's gonna happen to me? Huh? I, the black people are gonna eat us. <laughs> We're in danger. They're gonna come for us, oh my God, I'm the real victim, I'm the real victim. It's like, well, when, wait, how did you go from being the person in power to becoming the victim overnight? And it's a powerful people that, you know, it's a powerful tool that people use repeatedly, like over and over, it's like it's a, it's a tool that Trump wields. He's doing it with men, he's done it with, with white people in America, he's done it with Kavanaugh now. The guy's heading to the Supreme Court, but he's making it like this poor man. Look at him, this poor man. What's the worst that could happen to Brett Kavanaugh? What's the worst thing that could happen? Is he'd go back to being a federal judge on one of the most important courts in the land. That's what he goes down to if he fails. What's the worst thing that happens to Dr. Ford? She gets mocked by the President of the United States for coming forward with a story about sexual assault, which by the way was the one thing she said she definitely remembered from that night. She said, I remember the boys laughing at me. That's what she said. And people go, why don't women come forward? Because when you do, the President of the United States will use you as a punchline in front of a crowd. And people always go like, yeah, but women have an incentive. They're doing it for the, for the fame. What are the names of Cosby's accusers? What's the money? What money did they get? What fame? Do they have reality shows? Where are these people? Do you even know them? Would you recognize them in the street? What fame do they get? Ford is gonna come and go. Kavanaugh's here forever. And people make it seem like there's some incentive. And I, I, that's why I say what Trump is saying about victimhood is so powerful because I know that even myself, I have to combat the feeling that I as a man have because I go, what if I get falsely accused? And I go like, yeah, but you've been tricked. You're not gonna get falsely accused. Like it's, it's not happening as rampantly as people make it out to be. But if you can convince people that they are in fact the victims when they're the, from a position of power, you have the most powerful tool that you can wield. And the irony is oftentimes those people who are in those positions want the people who are genuinely the closest to victimhood to relinquish their victimhood to, to join their team. You know, so if you're a woman that rolls with Trump and the Republicans, you gotta be like, I've had my ass grabbed, and you know what? It doesn't matter. You gotta move past it, because I'm not a victim. If you wanna be a black person rolling with Trump, you gotta be like, black people aren't oppressed. That's right. I'm free. That's right. I wear a MAGA hat, and I release hits. I'm free. You gotta... You gotta act like it's not happening. And it's a scary, powerful tool that people take for granted. People felt, because of Trump, like they were losing their country. They felt like America was losing. And feeling is oftentimes more powerful than what's actually happening. And that's a thing that I think people take for granted with Donald Trump. For me, it's his greatest gift, it's his greatest danger, and I, like, I'm heartbroken at what happens to Dr. Ford, not because it, it, you know, it didn't go the way I would have maybe wanted it to, but rather because her life and her image, her as a human being has been trodden on and destroyed by the President of the United States as he goes from rally to rally and people are like, yeah, it's a partisan thing. And you're like, well, you know, kudos to you, Trump.
one of the richest people in the world, and he's like, we're losing folks, the game is rigged. And it's like, how, how are you losing, Trump? You're a billionaire, you're a billionaire when you're eight years old, how are you losing? <laughs> how, how are you losing? I, I just feel it. <laughs> I just feel it. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.